true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. John 15, 1 through 8. God wants us to be fruitful. We often ask the age-old question, why do bad things happen to good people? This is a deep mystery that I don't believe we can ever understand in full, but Jesus was giving us some clues when he spoke to us of the vineyard. If you compare our spiritual lives metaphorically to a vineyard, we begin to see that God cuts away any unfruitful fruit. It is difficult sometimes to define fruit in one's spiritual life as it relates to other people. But the Bible tells us that we were given a conscience to monitor ourselves. In our gut and in our hearts, we know whether or not we are doing the right thing. Deep down inside, somewhere, we know. Sure, we can become callous and cold towards the things in our spiritual life. We can numb the pain by turning towards all types of things. Anything really that gets in the way of ourselves and the hurt we feel in our hearts. For different people, it is different things. For some, it is overeating. For some, it is alcohol or drugs or cutting. Or for some, it is gambling or the love of money. For some people, pride gets in the way. And for some, fear or a constant state of anxiety. Some of us numb or dull the pain by distrusting anyone that might get close to us and hurt us. Whatever it is, we are running away from any discomfort of any kind. I mean, why not, right? Why feel pain? I learned once of buffalo migration patterns. When a storm comes, buffalo will migrate into the storm. Why? Because they instinctively know that if you move towards a storm, you will in fact get through it quicker than if you were to move away from it. If you move away from a storm, will it not follow you? If you press into a storm, however, you move in the opposite direction, cutting off the length of time it takes to walk in a storm. And isn't it so in our spiritual lives? The longer we put off pain, the more it pervasively follows us. Until we deal with it or confront the issue at hand, it continues to nag and nag at us. So if we feel our pain or deal with it sooner, the sooner we are done with it. When we turn to the things of this quote-unquote world for comfort, we turn away from the things of God. Psalm 51 reads, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you God will not despise. If we continue to make decisions that are not in God's will for our lives, the more he will cut away these things. Hebrews chapter 12 reads, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. 
Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father. If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while, as though they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. God only prunes us because He wants the best for us. He wants to see us grow and produce good fruit in our lives. When we lack the strength or refuse to do it ourselves, God will step in because He loves you. God will break us or prune us. God won't let us stray even when we walk away from Him. He will reach out his loving arms and pull us up from the depth of our spiritual despair. God promises to complete us in Jesus Christ. But how can God complete us when we ignore him? Praise God, he will do it by his mercy. Pruning is a ridding process where we suffer loss from the things that we love and the people we cherish. But let us not be dismayed at the troubles we encounter. Like Jesus' brother James, let us count all our trials as joy. We are being made mature and complete, lacking nothing. Like no branch can bear fruit on its own, neither can we handle our problems on our own. Let us turn to Jesus for help, the author and perfecter of our faith, and thank God he doesn't let us stray too far before he comes looking for us. Let's try to work through our issues so we can get through them quicker and by our own choice before God steps in and prunes away the dead things. God is so faithful to his word that he will never leave us nor forsake us. What a friend we have in Jesus. Dear Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. This life is so hard. You don't promise us an easy life, but you've promised to always be with us by our side. Like the footprints in the sand, you carried us through the hard times. You love us, Lord. Help us to love ourselves through your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen.